Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Isabel Cerna is the founder of Black Lamb Studio, a Miami-based design studio. She recently published a book, Dog Mom, A Love Story, that she wrote and illustrated. It was based on her experience with her dog, Charlie, a French bulldog, who she got when she was 30 and who completely changed her perspective on being a nurturer and caregiver and even preparing her for the eventuality of becoming a loving and caring aunt. So, Isabel, welcome to Dog Save the People. Where where are we speaking to you from? Thank you so much for having me. I'm in sunny Miami. I live with my husband, Juan, and my doggy, Charlie. Oh, nice. Tell me about Charlie. Charlie, he is, uh, he's my baby. He's a big love in my life. He's a big inspiration in what I do. I I look at him and I just feel joy. You know, I I feel like most dog parents or all dog parents would relate, but he makes my days better. And I I just love sharing my life with him. What kind of dog is he? He's a Frenchie. Oh, I love it. I love the personalities of the Frenchie. They have the best personality. He's just so funny, so full of life. He's a character. He really yeah. is like a little person. He thinks he's a person, by the way. He he really yeah. he looks down on dogs, basically. <laughs> he he thinks he's a little person for such a small dog. He it just packs in so much. They they think they're big dogs. They think yeah. they are. They own the neighborhood. He thinks he owns every everywhere he goes. He thinks he's like the boss. I love so. it. <laughs> How old is he? He's gonna be seven in December. Okay, great. I actually went to the vet yesterday. We took him for his for his shots. And they told me that I should start thinking about transitioning him to senior food. And I freaked out. I wasn't prepared to. I was like, what? Like, he's a senior dog already? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. You would never tell. You could never. Like, people think he's a puppy when they see him because he's super athletic. He's so active. But, yeah, he's going to be a senior dog soon. Uh, Did you have dogs growing up, Isabel? I did not, but I did get my first dog when I was 15. We got like a family dog for Christmas. His name was Olafo, and he was a German Shepherd Rottweiler mix. Oh, beautiful. When we got that dog, obviously like kids growing up, like my siblings and me, we wanted a dog. So when we finally got him, it was just like a magical thing. For me especially, I was a grown-up kind of like I was 15 and I really didn't know how to feel about dogs because I really did not grow up around dogs that much but Olafo just kind of like you know woke up that like <gasps> love and obsession in me and yeah I, I loved him so much oh that's great yeah they're such great teachers oh they my gosh incredible. yeah so how did Charlie come into your life I wanted a dog so badly after I got married and we had like a little apartment. So I I really was like yearning for a dog. I wanted a dog badly. And I'm a very like meticulous person. So I took a bunch of like those personality quizzes to see what kind of breed goes well with the personality. Pugs and Frenchies kept popping up. 
I yeah. mainly because I am a kind of a couch potato. <laughs> I love watching movies and things like that. So I, I didn't want a dog that needed like a lot of exercise or that was super active, yeah. I guess. Or that's what kept popping up on my quizzes. I was like, okay, I want a pug or a Frenchie. And my in-laws in Colombia knew of a breeder, a, a Frenchie breeder. And they recommended one to us. So we got him in Colombia and then brought him over to Miami with us on a plane. Oh, I love it. So he's Colombian also. He's Colombian. He's bilingual. I always tell people yeah. that. <laughs> and he really is. Like you could tell him his commands in Spanish or English and he responds. So I, I always feel very proud of the fact that my dog is bilingual. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> I have a dog walker who's from Brazil and she speaks Portuguese to my dogs and they totally understand. So, and I, I do. What she's saying, but they totally understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's partly just the the repetition, and partly just the way that she, the way that she says it. They totally get what she's. What oh she yeah, means. yeah, one hundred percent. And of course, they behave much better for her than they do for me. <laughs> like kids, right? Yeah. They they're so much well behaved when they're with someone else. <laughs> exactly. So with Charlie, um, you mentioned that Charlie really impacted your life as a caregiver. How did he do that? Growing up, I've never been one of those women that feel very maternal or that was my calling necessarily. And then when Charlie came into my life, I really discovered that part of myself that didn't know I had. And he just made me realize that I could be very nurturing. You know, even if I forget to eat, I will not forget to feed Charlie. Or if I don't care about going to my doctor appointments, I will not miss his vet appointments. And that was really beautiful to realize because not wanting kids or growing up feeling like I don't want any kids, that my reasoning was more fear-based, you know, that I couldn't be a caregiver to them or a nurturer to them. But... You know, whether I have kids or not, I'm, I'm still undecided, but I I just feel like the reason if I if I don't end up having kids wouldn't be fear based. And I feel like Charlie really played a pivotal role in that. And I just see him how he also prepared me to be a great auntie to my niece. And I feel so grateful that he came into my life to teach me that. I understand. And I, I had a good friend who, when he was on his own, he really wanted to get a dog, but he was afraid. He was a, kind of afraid of the fact he wasn't, a, he wasn't sure if he would have what it took. And he didn't know if he had that, those feelings of nurturing and caretaking. And when he got his dog, this dog basically taught him and, and really kind of helped to release that part of him that was that loving, caretaking person. And I think that's one of the beautiful gifts that dogs bring into our lives because they're patient with us and they naturally are teachers. And as you said, like for me too, like sometimes I'll forget to eat, but I am so aware of all of the the things that I need to do for my dogs. And it it makes me feel like a real grown up. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And I really like that you use the word release that side of you because I I really feel exactly like that like it was a release like it was kind of like put away or repressed for whatever reason 
And yeah, with Charlie, it just he he did help me like release that energy and that nurturing side. Beautiful. Now with Charlie, um, he helped you to create uh, more routines in your life. Yes, I'm not a very routine-driven person at all. I love having the flexibility to do anything I want, whenever I want. Yeah. But I love that he really helped me establish a few routines that have been so good for my well-being, like going out for walks, you know, like getting out of the house. If it wasn't for Charlie, I would be much more of a recluse sometimes. Yeah, sure. It definitely has helped me to like explore my neighborhood, meet neighbors, talk to people. And just little things like, because we pick a, a time of the day to walk him. And usually it's like around like sunset time, like six or seven. And it just, he has helped us so much to go out and enjoy the weather, enjoy the sunset. Like you said, just be present in whatever is going on. If it's raining, you're still enjoying that because you know your dog needs it. And because they need it, you end up enjoying it as well. No, it's so true. They're happy to go anywhere, but uh, it helped me to create these new routines that really enriched my life. So I totally hear you. Exactly. We have a park nearby that we love going to. And I feel like if it wasn't for Charlie, it would be kind of weird for us to just like go around and like, you know, look at the docks or whatever. Like, I, I don't think I would do it if it wasn't for Charlie, but because we know is like his favorite place, we just make it a point to go almost every single day and look at the docks and look at the lake and enjoy the sunset. And it's just like they, they really force you to take a moment and enjoy whatever it is that's around you, whether it's a lot or very little or, you know, beautiful or just like a sidewalk. Absolutely. And I think that they're, yeah, they're not as discerning. So for them, like everything is great. I feel like that's the best thing about dogs. They just, everything is great. Everything is the best thing that has ever happened to them. And it's just like the cutest. It's true. Every morning it's like, oh my God, this is the best day I've ever had. <laughs> it rubs off. It rubs off on me. Yeah. Even if I'm not in the mood. It really like, it brings me out of myself. Yes. 100%. So, Isabel, so you are, um, you're, your background is as, I know that you're an artist, but tell me a little bit about your background. So I'm an industrial designer turned illustrator and okay. pattern designer. Oh, wow. And I have my own company. It's called Black Lamb Studio. And I have a lot of dog-centric uh, little products like pins and patches and things like that. Obviously inspired by <laughs> Charlie, yes. mostly. And I also do a lot of design work for companies like Anthropology and Kate Spade, Hallmark, Hershey's, things like that. And I license my designs for use on different products, packaging, branding. Um, and of course, I'm a, a book illustrator <laughs> obsessed with dogs and plants. So I, I do a little bit of everything. I have a lot of different things that I do. Oh, wonderful. So you recently illustrated and wrote a book called Dog Mom, A Love Story. And that was inspired by Charlie? That was mainly, yes, of course, inspired by, by Charlie, by our life together. I wanted it to be like a love letter to 
the life that we share with our dogs, to the love that we share with our dogs and celebrate that love that I feel like a lot of people, if you're not a dog parent, sometimes you don't understand it and sometimes it's not taken as seriously or it's kind of seen as like less than or kind of like like humorous or or Mm -hmm. funny. But it is like a really deep love, you know, it's a real... It's a real love. It's not superficial. Exactly. Beautiful. And so uh, is Charlie the main character in it, or do you have other dogs as well illustrated in the book? So the book is not Charlie-centric. It's more like a collection of little snippets of daily life with a dog. I wanted every dog mom out there to relate to the dog. So there's not like a central character. There's just like a collection of different women, different dogs, just living the daily lives and struggles of a dog mom. Um, And it's just like a humorous, funny, lighthearted little book that just kind of showcases our lives with our dogs and how we feel about our dogs. Oh, I love What a great project. Mm-hmm. Was it during this time that Charlie was diagnosed uh, with cancer? Yes. So the project came to me and it was like a pinch me moment for sure. It was like my dream project. I, yeah. I don't think uh, I'll ever have a more perfect project in my life. It was just a dream project, a dream come true. I could not believe I was getting paid to like draw dogs you know it was just incredible and um i started working on the draft for for the book and you know coming up with all the ideas and it was just like the probably the happiest time of my life because you know i i was having charlie and trying to express like my feelings and everything and like two weeks after that he had to have a surgery to remove some tumors on his Mm -hmm. skin, which turned out to be cancer. Mm -hmm. So this was very early on in the book process. It really like broke me a little bit um, just to have this amazing project, which was supposed to be like, just like fun and light and, you know, cute and to deal with this diagnosis and oncology appointments and things like that I for a moment there I really thought that I wasn't going to be able to do it honestly you know as dog parents we do sign that contract you know we know what's ahead it's always in the back of our minds but I wasn't really prepared to deal with that possibility at four or five years old I was not I really was not it was difficult for a few weeks there to like carry on with the book and like kind of thinking of cute ideas. But then I really thought about it and it just gave it like a deeper meaning for me because I felt like, you know what, whatever happens with Charlie, I really want him to live forever in this book. And I want to honor the love that I have for him and the life that we have shared together. Oh, I imagine. And I know you had mentioned earlier the idea of, of we have this contract with our with our dogs. And I, I know that it, it always when I when I have friends, that, I mean, I've lost dogs certainly along the way. And when I have friends that lose their dogs, I always I always 
bring up the fact that, you know, sadly it is, it's part of the contract and Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it any easier, but it is, it's part of it. And I was telling a friend last night, actually, because I have three dogs at home and one is a senior, she's like 13 and the others are five and six, but I actually, I try to, and this may sound kind of weird, but I try to smell them every day. Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. I I do that every single night when Charlie's like Uh, sleeping next to me. I smell him and I'm like, I don't want to ever forget his smell. (laughs) So I really, again, it brings me into the moment, but I I try to just, on the almost on a cellular level, I try to remember. Now, are you working on anything else dog related right now? After the book, I also, through my company, Black Lung Studio, I created a lot of uh, dog-related products, mostly like gifts for dog moms. Um, Because, again, I really feel like it's an underappreciated feeling sometimes. So I created like cute little uh, certificates for dog moms, like best dog mom certificate and and pins and things like that to kind of celebrate and be proud of our dog mom status that is fantastic don't forget the grandmoms because my uh, my mom doesn't have a dog but she has a, a sticker on her car that says proud dog grandparent oh my goodness that's so true that's the cutest <laughs> my parents were like most parents they say they don't love dogs but with charlie he like runs that house and they sleep with him on their bed and stuff like that but growing up they were not like big dog people yeah my mom keeps saying she's not necessarily a dog person but she will cook from scratch home cooked meals to charlie uh. Whenever he stays there, I'm like, mom, you have to feed him in the morning and at night. He only eats twice a day. And then I call her and he's, and she's like, no, he had to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How can yeah, you let yeah. him eat? How can you let him eat only twice a day? I'm sure he gets oh, hungry. Hilarious. At least can I give him a snack? You know, like she's totally obsessed with him. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I love, I really, I'm looking forward to seeing your book. And, uh, and I want to check out all of your products. So your studio, Black Lamb Studio, that is, uh, how do we find that online? Blacklambstudio.com. Yeah. Also on Instagram, Black Lamb Studio. Also Pinterest, Black Lamb Studio. <laughs> Facebook. Okay, cool. Studio can also take you to the shop, but the shop is Black Lamb Shop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find all the little products. And so Dog Mama Love Store, I love that it's a, a love letter to to your dog and to, to dogs in general. So that was just released. It was just released. I just cannot wait for people to see it. I think, and my hope is that everyone is going to be able to relate, no matter what your breed is, no matter what kind of dog mom you are. Everybody, please check out Isabel's work online, on Instagram. Anyway, Isabel, it was such a pleasure to speak with you today. Enjoy Miami. Have a safe trip to Columbia. And uh, we look forward to seeing more from you and um, just celebrating dog moms everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. I loved Isabel's dog mom perspective, and I'm really looking forward to checking out her book by the same name. I think that it's not uncommon for people who don't think of themselves necessarily as having that parental or nurturing bone in their body to then get a dog and realize it was in them all along. 
It's one of the many beautiful ways that dogs help us tap into ourselves and also help us grow to be even better people. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.